There's a trillion different ways that you can make side hustle money. We talked about Airbnb, where you could rent out a part of your home for a short-term stay. We talked about Turo, where you can rent out your car. Well, I got a new platform where you can actually rent out part of your home for storage. Now, self-storage is actually low-key, a massively, massively booming industry right now with all of this pandemic stuff. Neighbor helps you actually profit off that. Self-storage places, you know, they're needed, but there's a lot of quirks around them. Neighbor can actually help you do a peer-to-peer version of that where you store, you know, somebody stores their stuff in your garage and they pay you for it. And so you run your little, you know, self-storage operation and I'm happy to uh, partner with them. They are sponsoring the podcast now. Uh, So I'm really, really excited. And guys, just another way for you guys to make some legitimate money, literally doing nothing, like very, very passive. So check out the show notes for that. I really hope that you guys check it out because, man, I think I'm going to try it out. Yo, what is going on, baby? Nathan Kennedy, The New Money Podcast, episode 140. How y'all doing, man? Thank you so, so much for tuning in. As usual, my friends, my friends, Spotify reviews. I ain't got no pitch, no tone, no vocals, uh, but Spotify reviews are rolling in. Thank you, thank you, thank you, as well as Apple Podcasts. Appreciate y'all. Those are so much like those are so important (laughs) and so thank you guys so so much today what i have today for you guys is another wall street journal video surprise surprise i'm going to be reacting to it and it is on chick-fil-a so chick-fil-a kind of a controversial past they've definitely evolved off some of their stances i've never had chick-fil-a i've heard it's literally like god's food like it's literally the best thing you can get in the states i don't know they're starting to pop up in canada but i think they have just an like crazy strong business uh and i kind of wanted to watch this video to dive into it give my take and man it could be like a good video could be shit i don't know maybe i won't even release this who knows but if you're listening to this i did so let's just dive on into it baby this is the chick-fil-a chicken sandwich can i just say you guys didn't see like the sandwich it did not even look that crazy good i think they literally got a actual chick-fil-a sandwich and put it on the table and i'm so hungry right now that that thing looked so good bro i there's few things in this world are better than a deep fried chicken sandwich baby damn and this thing looks sad compared to what you see in commercials and i was still sitting here like damn it looks so good which according to multiple industry surveys is america's favorite fast food Visit a Chick-fil-A anywhere in the United States. Okay, so they're showing a chart here, guys. And in first place is McDonald's, 40 billion U.S. sales in 2020. Then Starbucks, 18.75. Then Chick-fil-A at 12.8. That is crazy, bro. I did not. They're bigger than Wendy's, Burger King. They're bigger than Subway. They're bigger than Domino's. They're big, way bigger than Chipotle. Like, I had no idea, bro. This is nuts. And you're likely to see a long line of customers patiently waiting to order the restaurant's flagship menu item. There you guys go. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Y'all have a great rest of your day. Thank you. In part thanks to its famous chicken, today Chick-fil-A is the third largest U.S. restaurant chain by domestic sales. But keep in mind, I believe these are U.S. domestic sales. Um, So some of those companies that I just named are 
probably bigger than them globally, but yeah, third biggest fast food place in America. That's fucked. We're still seeing uh, tremendous growth in our business. So far this year, we're up about 20%. So how did this private Atlanta-based fast food chain become one of the most popular restaurants in America? This is the economics of Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A has long had a unique approach to business that the company credits with its success. From the beginning, Chick-fil-A's business was built on a recipe. After testing hundreds of methods, restaurateur Truett Cathy developed a faster way to cook boneless chicken using a pressure cooker and peanut oil. Is anybody else getting hungry? Boneless chicken? Boneless chicken. Boneless chicken. So good. This isn't even about money at this point. This is like a, this is like a food episode, man. But let's get back to it. It's perfect. And so we've kept that locked away in a vault and uh, we'll continue to use that same recipe. None of the employees have access to it. So it is still shrouded in a lot of mystery. There are recipe sites where you can try to recreate it, but they have never put it out officially. The original chicken sandwich is the same today as in 1967. A breaded breast of chicken, two pickles, both placed on a buttered toasted bun. Hey, Chick-fil-A has long taken pride for its commitment to selling a high-quality product. In fact, Chick-fil-A's name is a take on Chicken Filet, with a capital A at the end symbolizing top quality. While other fast food chains tend to expand their menu offerings over time to attract new customers, Chick-fil-A's business model has always been to maintain a small menu focused on chicken sandwiches. So it's showing McDonald's has 49 editions, 37 editions for Burger King, and then you got Chick-fil-A, 12 editions. And there's something to be said about just having a few items, but just crushing them. And I think those are probably my favorite restaurants because like who needs all those, like all those different fucking products? Like who needs them all? Like, bro, I think I've had like, I, I don't know, three or four different things at McDonald's, like a McFlurry a McDouble and like a McChicken. I like, a, you know, I don't eat a filet fish and shit. Like I don't, maybe some people do and maybe that's why they're as big as they are. But I don't know. Like I love the fact that they're just very simple. And again, Chick-fil-A is like, if you're from the States, you're probably like, this guy's crazy. He doesn't know Chick-fil-A is. We don't really have them in Canada. There's like a couple, but we really don't have them. Um, so I love that idea of having it really, really minimal. They like to say it's simple, so they want to keep customers knowing what's on that menu to be able to easily decipher what they want. We think about the way that we serve guests, that consistency is really important, that we get hot sandwiches, cold salads, and just tasty products. Customers seem to agree. Since its creation in 2015, the American Customer Satisfaction Index has been dominated by Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A often rates very high, even though the service in the drive-thru can be slower. People are very happy with the quality of the service they get in general. Today, many Chick-fil-A restaurants use a practice known as upstream ordering, where an associate will take a customer's order while they're still waiting in line. This started before the pandemic, but has really proved very important to the pandemic when they closed their dining rooms, which really meant the drive-through is the major channel of sales. So if you go to a Chick-fil-A now, in many locations, you will see workers out in the drive-through with tablets. And so instead of speaking into a speaker box and kind of mumbling your order and it maybe getting screwed up, you're telling this person directly next to your car what you want. 
ah, bro, is that what it's like for you guys in the States? You get them come up to you. Oh, man. That's so good, dude. There's literally nothing worse than being like, can I get a large double-double? Two donuts? No, 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 no. Large double-double. Three donuts. It's like, bro, that's really nice. That's really cool. To ensure that quality in every one of its locations, Chick-fil-A uses a different franchise model than most other fast food chains. Unlike most chains, where the franchisee covers most of the costs of opening the restaurant, Chick-fil-A owns every one of its locations. The company also selects the locations and builds the restaurants. We really think that that's a key differentiator in the way that we operate. We're not looking for a financial investor or people that want to buy a big market and open a bunch of stores. Okay, so that's really interesting because with a lot of franchises, you get, yeah, you can basically just be an owner-operator. You can own the land. You could run the business, and and you basically just pay them royalties, whatever. But for Chick-fil-A to really be putting up the the capital, and and you're more so an operator and, and a partner, um, but, you know, it really helps the company – stay, you know, streamlined, it keeps them aligned in their strategy. It's pretty, you know, telling their customer service. I mean, you guys didn't see the graph, but they're they're just smashing everyone in customer service. Their products better, they're more focused, they're just laser like and they still have scale. Like they're the third biggest uh fast food joint in the United States, which like I'm still like I had no idea they were that big. Um and so that makes a lot of sense that they want to keep it in house. Um, really handpick their operators. And yeah, I mean, it just makes for a much more consistent business. Chick-fil-A states on their website, franchising is not an opportunity for passive financial investment, working from the sidelines or adding to a portfolio of business ventures. Franchisees are called operators. Oh, who called that? Who called that? They even call them operators. Who called that? That's not that impressive. And each operator is handpicked by Chick-fil-A after a rigorous interview process. Chick-fil-A likes to say it's about like going to Harvard MBA. It can take anywhere from 12 months to 24 months. Uh, so you really have to want to do this and be willing to go through the initial paperwork, but then extensive interviews. Out of the more than 8,000 applicants Chick-fil-A receives annually, the company only selects about 130 new operators a year. That's an acceptance rate lower than Stanford. One of the skills that we really look for is somebody that's really good at developing people. A lot of the stores have over 100 employees. They've got to be really, really good at pouring in and developing people and teams and leadership teams. If selected, Chick-fil-A franchisees need only an initial investment of $10,000, which covers the franchise fee, to become an operator. That's much lower than the startup cost for a McDonald's franchise, which requires a $45,000 franchise fee as well as $1.3 to $2.3 million of additional investment. So that's pretty insane. And I think I've seen some TikToks on how little capital you need to start Chick-fil-A. But yeah, what they, those fucking videos don't tell you is that they, they have a, a skinnier acceptance than like Harvard or whatever they just said, Stanford, Harvard, whatever. And it, it's an interesting model. And of course, your growth is going to be a little bit more capped um, because your risk is capped because they're basically taking on all the risk and you're paying the franchising fee. But because it's such a strong business. I mean, doesn't this seem like a pretty pretty dope thing to get into if you're able to get into it? 
If they had 10 or 15 locations, it's hard to have that uh, market presence and to really know their team members and the communities that we serve. And we've got a lot of interest to become operators and feel like that model is going to be really important. It's what's gotten us to where we are. Chick-fil-A credits this hands-on approach with the success of its restaurants, which on average make far more off of each location than their competition. Okay, guys, so we have another chart here. Average sales per restaurant 2021 based on average sales per unit. Chick-fil-A is doing 5 million bucks per location on average. McDonald's, just under three. Chipotle, 2.2. Wendy's, 1.7. Taco Bell, 1.6. Burger King, 1.4. Substantially lower. Chick-fil-A, I mean, this chart is beautiful. I wish you guys could see it. I got to do these YouTube React videos for you guys. Um, I think you'd really enjoy them. Well, I'd fucking enjoy them. I don't know. I mean, you guys tell me. I don't even know if you like these. I'm just fucking doing them. (laughs) But Chick-fil-A, absolutely blowing these other brands out of the water per unit, like per location. For years, Chick-fil-A's footprint was mostly in the southeast. But today, they can be found across the country. They have about 2,600 restaurants throughout the country. They're also located in Canada, and they are opening in Puerto Rico. We're opening about 100 stores a year right now, and we've got a lot of growth potential here just domestically in the United States, but we're also looking at international as well. Since 2007, Chick-fil-A's nearly doubled its restaurant count to 2,598. Compared to a lot of other chains that's still slow, like a Chipotle is opening 200 restaurants a year. No matter which Chick-fil-A location you eat at, the company says its values are reflected in its day-to-day operations. It is a very close culture. They're also invested in its values, which they do say are based on Judeo-Christian values, which you don't have to be a Christian to work there, but they do you know, take some of these basic uh, values of humility and generosity and And if you want to go to a prayer service while you're there, you certainly can. From its inception, founder Truett Cathy's Christian faith played a major role in the company's business strategy. It's why Chick-fil-A's are never open on Sunday, not just so workers can attend church, but also so they can rest in general. You know, so that's really interesting because I think I've actually heard of that. Yeah, the Chick-fil-A's are literally not open on... Yeah, Chick-fil-A's are literally not open on Sundays. And... So think about it. Think about this. Think about this. They are open six out of seven days a week. And per store, on average, they're absolutely obliterating the competition. Like it's not even close. And they're they're working one less day a week. Like fucking no other fast food place does that. And they're and they're crushing them. I mean, imagine if they were open on Sundays. I mean I mean, you could argue that there's sort of like this hype effect that happens on Mondays. Maybe they're going to talk about that. Um, That leads to more sales than otherwise would have happened if they're just open every day. But I'd argue that it's a handicap. Um, It's kind of quirky in a good way. I I mean, I don't know. Again, I'm not American. So like to you Americans, this might seem like, come on, bro. But as you just heard, there's only a few in Canada. But yeah, like I, I think, wow, like that's, it's like the Tim Ferriss four-hour work week thing. It's like be more efficient with less, you know? We feel like we make up for the sales in the Monday through Saturday. And that anticipation of, oh, I can't get Chick-fil-A today, so I want to make sure to go first thing Monday morning. I just said that. Just said that. Like, should I run one of these? It's also the reason the company has never gone public. They're not public, eh? Well, I guess that, that doesn't surprise me. So with the public company 
like public companies, guys, like, yes, you raise capital, but now you go from a long-term business to a quarter-to-quarter business. And, uh, you know, the long-term um, sort of vision and prospects isn't rewarded as as well as it is when you're private. I mean, you could take, you know, 20, 30, 40-year bets um, when you're the CEO of a private company and you're running it because you're not under as much scrutiny. You don't have as much visibility. Investors aren't breathing down your neck. I mean, of course, they have investors. Um and 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 it's still a massive, massive international company now, uh, and so there's obviously expectations for you know short term rewards. But when you're public, I mean, it's just a completely different beast. And Wall Street is just so fucking lethal, um, and that's why you see a lot of companies, you know, in the short term, like really live for the quarter to quarter versus the long term uh, growth. And 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 you know, yes, obviously all massive companies are making long-term bets, but you, you really got to have those earnings and everything like nailed in the short term uh, to to keep your stock afloat and to keep the business running. And um, it definitely can compromise and dilute the quality. And, and if Chick-fil-A is, and I can just tell by this fucking video that they are just absolutely 100 million percent focused on quality and pure, like sort of uh, the customer experience. Uh, yeah, public public markets are made for that. Like public markets about margins and growth and you know pure capital. Like they don't care about anything else, really. I don't think we will ever. Actually, I know we'll never go public. And there's not a, a real benefit for us to do that. We've grown conservatively, and so we don't need a lot of investors or extra cash to go and to build uh, new stores or new businesses. Part of Kathy's values are reflected in how employees are treated and how they're expected to treat customers. Thank you. My pleasure. Y'all have a great day. Although you won't see it, in restaurants where the employees are masked up, Chick-fil-A has long asked employees to greet customers warmly with a smile. Even if it's just in a very small interaction, uh, you can share a lot by just the smile that a team member has with guests. It's just a small little thing that we can do that makes a difference. Occasionally, Chick-fil-A's values have attracted scrutiny, especially when the company's foundation donates to conservative groups or causes. There's been some groups perceived as anti-gay, and this has you know, attracted attention from progressive groups. The company's foundation in the last year has focused its charitable giving on three different areas, homelessness, hunger, and education. I think the most important thing for us being in the restaurant business is that we serve everybody. My grandfather, I love how he talked about it with politics. He would say, I'm not right wing or left wing. I'm the whole chicken. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I love like sayings and like, I don't know, like little quirky you know, analogies or I, I love that. I live for that shit. <laughs> I'm not left wing. I'm right. Like that, like dad jokes. And oh my God, dude, I was actually, before I clicked record, because the way I record these is like, I watch it and then I click record. I was laughing and I, I wasn't even fake laughing when I started. Like, that's so fucking funny. When you go to headquarters in Atlanta, there is this, um, rock with a quote from Truett that is displayed prominently that says what Chick-fil-A's corporate purpose. It says, to glorify God by being a faithful steward of all that is entrusted to us, to have a positive influence on all who come in contact with Chick-fil-A. 
I do think that reflects this very higher, noble sense of company self they have. They believe they do more than just serve chicken sandwiches. Thank you so My much. My pleasure. Have a nice one. Bye. So that was a really nice video, man. I really like that. And I feel like I know a little bit more about Chick-fil-A. And, you know, I, I kind of want to say, like, as I sort of grow this, I don't know, business and shit, one thing that I've learned and one thing that's really helped me is to focus on less things and focus on them with laser intensity, like really, really sharp intensity. So I'm always trying to like take shit off my plate and so I can focus on fewer and fewer things and be better and be sort of like a craftsman. Um, and, and I'm finding more and more examples in the world of that fucking working. And eventually you have to be more of a generalist and you get to a certain place where that's more conducive. And obviously there's things that I do and, and things that I have to do that are like that. But for the most part, I really found a lot of merit in just focusing on a very small subset of like things uh, and doing them very well. And I think that's what Chick-fil-A does. And, and I think that's why they are as successful as they are as a private company. So there you have it, my friends. I hope you enjoy these React videos. I like making them. They're easy for me. I find them really entertaining. And I hope that you guys learn something uh, and take something away from these. I uh, really, really appreciate it. Spotify reviews, Apple Podcast reviews. Go check out Neo. Go check out all the jazz, man. All the jazz I'm telling you about is real talks. Y'all know I love you. Y'all know I'd never steer you wrong. So go check out show notes uh, for Neighbor, Neo, all that kind of stuff. But I really appreciate you guys checking out this episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. I appreciate y'all, boy. I love y'all. But for now, I'm out this mother. Peace.